Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. Does the new year have you down? Fear not, Tony's top tips for 2020 are on the way. Welcome to the only show in the country dedicated to helping savers worry less about money, the Worry-Free Retirement, with your host, Tony Walker. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Them that have it, get more of it. The less they need it, the more they love it. And it sticks to them like glue. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. I don't know about you, but I've never really been into the whole New Year's party scene. Uh, quite frankly, I don't really get it. Sure, it's always nice to look back over the past year and think about the things that we uh, possibly accomplished, but sometimes it can be downright depressing. In fact, what I've witnessed over the years is people with good intentions sometimes setting themselves up for failure in the coming year. Why? Because most people are really not trained in how to properly set goals, and secondly, are not usually very realistic about these goals. So assuming you listen to this show with any frequency, today we're going to cover for 2020 my top tips to get your house and the finances you're trying to work with in order. Well, welcome folks to the Worry-Free Retirement. I am that little man in the sweater vest, retirement planning specialist, 401k rollover aficionado, and fiduciary Tony Walker. And with us in the studio, as always here in Louisville, as we record this show on December 10th, 2019, is America's favorite financial sidekick, Aaron Orander, along with his Favorite sidekick helping technically produce the show, Megan Murphy. Aaron, good morning. How are you, sir? Good morning, sir. I'm doing well. I like that word aficionado. <laughs> Ooh, I, I uh, that's came a, up with that's that. a big one. I like that one. That was after three cups of coffee this morning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, you know, we played that intro. I don't know if the folks recognize that. That was a clip from, I, it's got to be one of my favorite movies, Aaron. I know before we came on, you were talking about it too. Forrest Gump. Where does that rate in terms of movies? Oh, it's it? it's probably in my top five. Yeah. I think so. Oh, I know it is. For that's me. the movie. It. That's the movie where I learned. I looked up Tom Hanks and I have the same birthday. After oh, really? I watched that movie, I don't know. I was just on the internet or something and saw his birthday was the that's same cool. same as mine. We oh, share I a do. birthday with O.J. Simpson too. So oh, you know, okay. whatever. Yeah, that's all right. He, O.J. was a good running back. He was. We, we can't say that about him. <laughs> um, there's something about that particular scene. And I'm, I'm going to relate this. I, folks, I don't mean to be too graphic this morning about my past, but if you go on and look at that scene later on, Forrest Gump and Lieutenant Dan are kind of in a room with two ladies of ill repute. And remember, he's Forrest Gump kisses one of them and starts, like, gagging. And at the end... It's <laughs> like, he Lieutenant, tastes like cigarettes yeah, or something. Goes, <laughs> yeah, goes, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan throws him out of the room. They call Forrest stupid or whatever, and he goes... They taste like cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, that's now, what, yeah. <laughs> I kid you not. Now, this is why I'm not big into New Year's. I kid you not. When I was back in my 20s, my wife and I were at a New Year's Eve party. All kinds of people there. I mean, this place was packed. It was at a country club. And I kid you not, some lady, I didn't even know who she was. You know how everybody's singing and it's New Year's and, 
obviously this lady probably had too much to drink, comes up out of the blue and plants a big kiss on me. And, and I, I thought, and she tasted like cigarettes. Mm. I thought, oh gosh, I don't know if I've been to a New Year's party <laughs> since, but it was just so strange. But yeah, New Year's to me is kind of a weird thing. And, and uh, we're going to get into that today. I'm a big goal setter. I mean, you know how I am, Aaron. I like to write down things, like to set goals. And what I've learned over the years, especially with finances, I think people are well-intentioned. I don't think anybody wants to feel like they're failing with finances. I don't think anybody really wants to see their money go down the tubes or be ill-prepared for retirement. I think the problem lies in most people really don't understand the difference between what we call resolutions, you know, New Year's resolutions. So by the time you're listening to this show, folks, obviously it's pre-recorded. Aaron, this is going to be broadcast the first week of January, right? Yeah. So we're in a new year now. Okay, by the time you hear this, folks, we're in 2020, which is hard to believe. And I guess that's our point of our show. Before we get too far into this new year, what have you done to better plan for the future? And the good news is, forget about 2019, whether you had a good year or bad year, this really is the dawn of a new year. And I'm going to share with you some really, really important tips, not only financially, but how to set goals and the difference between a resolution and a goal. So let's start by defining a resolution. And by the way, uh, Aaron, I know you know this, but years ago, there's a real famous author on goal setting. He does a lot of work with people and business people by the name of Brian Tracy. You've heard me talk about Mr. Tracy. Yeah. So uh, I went out for, uh, I can't remember, maybe 2004 or something. He's based out of San Diego. And he had a program back then called Focal Point. I think he still offers it. In fact, he wrote a book called Focal Point. Really good book. That's another thing, folks. If you want to start off the New Year's right, you know, maybe pick up a copy of Mr. Tracy's book. Uh, The good one is Focal Point. Another one is simply labeled Goals. Another good book. We've passed this around the office. He's written called Eat That Frog. Do you remember that one? Yes. Do you know what that's about? Tell yes. me what that what's that about? That one is about, so eating the frog is kind of a phrase for like, you know, we've all got We've all got several goal or several, you know, responsibilities probably each and every day. And sometimes the best thing to do is just take the ones that you're dreading or you just, man, I don't want to do this or whatever. Just get it out of the way. Just do it. Be done with it. Be over. Rip that Band-Aid off. Eat that frog, whatever you, you want to call it. Perfect. Good. Yeah. So there's lots of good tidbits there. And I would encourage you to get some of those type of books and start reading them. I used to read stuff like that all the time. And it really did help me, especially in my younger years, trying to forge out a career in this business. I I can't say enough about reading. uh, uh, John Maxwell has some really good stuff. Today Matters, that's a great book you might want to pick up. So I'm an avid reader and that type of stuff with all people. Some people think it's kind of corny. I don't. I think it's cool stuff. Now, so a resolution, that comes from the word resolve. So a lot of people say, well, I'm going to set up a New Year's resolution. I'm going to do whatever. And we're going to find out why most of those fail. So a resolution is really comes, it kind of springs forth from who you are. Um, So for instance, I've got on the website at Tony Walker Financial, I've got my 10 resolutions you can read about and they're pretty deep. I mean, it took a lot of thought to come up with those. You can, that's under downloads in it, Aaron. They don't have that. Yeah. So if you want to go look at my 10 resolutions for life, not just this year, but how I approach life and they're all biblically based. You can go to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and that space bar, just type in downloads and you'll find my, not only you find all kinds of cool stuff you can download, but Tony's 10 resolutions. Okay, so that's a resolution. So that's who you are. That's kind of your mission in life, what you're all about, what drives you in general. 
And then from those should spring forth the goals. You don't just randomly come up with goals. You start with resolutions and then the goals. Now, Brian Tracy, this is what I learned from him. Good stuff. There's four huge components to first setting goals, but more importantly, make sure that you get the goals done. Number one, and you might want to write these down, folks, not while you're driving, but uh, by the way, you can go back and listen to this on our podcast. And again, how do they go get to that, Aaron, if they want to listen to any of our radio shows? So if they shows. want to listen to past radio shows, what they need to do is go to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. They'll scroll down until they see our awesome, wonderfully made bobblehead. Okay, you click on the picture of the bobblehead. That's going to take you straight to our SoundCloud page, which the name of the page is the Worry-Free Retirement. So you just click on the bobblehead. It'll take you straight to the page. You can listen to all of our past radio shows. Speaking of bobbleheads, we, we had a workshop in Louisville last night. Were you in there when I gave away a bobblehead? I was in that? there when you told people about the bobblehead. I didn't actually see you give it away. That, that's always a funny reaction. Anyway, I do have a bobblehead of myself. In fact, folks, here, let's do this for the heck of it. The first person that calls, all right, 877-499-9255. Uh, let's see, our offices aren't open on Sunday. We're on WLAP in Lexington on Sunday, aren't we? That's, that's correct. Not, yes. Okay, so I'm sorry, Lexington, we can't make this offer. But if you're in Bowling Green, Bargetown, E-Town, because it's during the week and you're hearing this program, the first person that calls, 877-499-9255 and request the Tony Walker Annuity King bobblehead. We're going to send you that absolutely free. We will need your mailing address. It's pretty cool. It's, it's coveted by many people, the bobblehead. And, and that's, uh, my wife said, I guess you finally made it, Tony. You got a bobblehead of yourself. But anyway... So let's go over this before we take a break. There's four things you have to do to make sure a goal becomes a reality. Number one, you got to write it down. Um, I hold in my hands here, Aaron. Um, see all that scribble? Yep. That's something I pinned way back at the beginning of the year. It just says goals for 2019 business. I, I keep it handy in a place where I can find it. It's all scribbled. I've got check marks. Okay. Oh, and one of the things I said I was going to do, write a new book. I got that done, didn't you I? Got so that yeah, done, folks, yeah. in the spring, uh, the book will be published. I just finished it. Uh, we're done with the editing phase. That was one example, but I wrote it down. So number one, folks, a goal must be written down. There's something about writing it down. Number two, it must be reasonable. Notice I said I'm going to write a new book this year. I didn't say I was going to write three new books, and they were going to resemble in length War and Peace, okay? That would have not have been reasonable. Uh, I, I couldn't have gotten that done. One book, I could, and I figured out how to do it. So the goal has to be reasonable in nature. Number three, it has to be on a reasonable timeline. Again, I didn't say I was going to write a book in January of 20, uh, 19, uh, 2019. That would have been unreasonable. I said sometime. I didn't say when. I would write it in 2019, and I got it done. Okay, but I, that was the reasonable timeline. And then finally, you need to share the goal with somebody that's accountable to you. So I had shared it with my wife. I would shared it with the staff. They knew I was working on that. And the reason I did that is because I don't mind people occasionally saying, hey, Tony, how's it coming with the book? See, it reminds me that somebody's kind of holding me accountable to that goal. So those are the four things. So when we come back, we're going to take information over the past year. But the majority of questions that I've heard from savers, whether they're clients or prospective clients or people calling into the show or whatever, we're going to go over what I think to be the top tips for 2020R to helping you improve your financial outlook on the year. You're listening to The Worry for Retirement. I'm Tony Walker. I'll be right back. Who can you trust? 
It's one of the most important decisions you'll have to make. Question is, are you ready? Well, we're here to help at Tony Walker Financial. You know, we care more about you than we do your money, and we have over 2,000 happy clients and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau to prove it. Rolling over a 401k, confused about Social Security, maybe you're afraid of running out of money. Learn how to use and enjoy and protect your hard-earned money. Log on now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and let's get started. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. Let's jump right into it. Uh, we're covering my top tips for 2020. Now, the first step of just understanding finances is to know thyself. Again, this show is dedicated to savers. Uh, so we, we are working with and talking to people who are more concerned about the return of their money than on it. Uh, speaking of that, by the way, um, I made the comment last night. I know you were in and out of the workshop, Aaron where I made the comment about the stock market. Now keep in mind, folks, we're not opposed to the stock market. Uh, most of our clients have a little bit of money in the stock market. Uh, in fact, since starting our Charles Schwab platform, which is basically mostly in the stock market or a lot of it in the stock market, we have grown that program in just over two years to over $80 million. So we're not opposed to the stock market. We do a ton of annuities as well. But I asked this question, I don't know if you were there, Aaron, and I said, does anybody think the money in their 401k is real? Did you hear me ask that? No. Oh, that was really interesting. I wonder how like, many hand raised you got. Well, yeah, they ca- well, you know, it's one of the, you know, somebody asked you a question, it's like, wait a minute, that right. sounds like, I'm not raising my hand. And they were like that. Some of their hands went up a little bit. And I said, what if I told you, assuming you're in the stock market, that all of the money in your 401k is not real? Well, and you're nodding. A few people started because they thought about it and they started nodding yes. So let's think about this, folks, all right? You're a saver, assuming you're listening to this show. You're a saver. You're more concerned about the return of your money than on it. And particularly, this is true if you're already retired, listen closely, or nearing retirement, and you've got a big old whopping 401k. And I know it. I mean, our our accounts with Schwab have done good this year. And that value, let's say it's grown 20%. Let's say you had 300,000 at the beginning of the year, and it's up to 360,000. That's a nice growth, isn't it, Aaron? Yeah. Be happy with that. But is it real? What could happen to that 360 overnight? It could tank. That's right. Folks, if you go back and look at the stock market numerous, numerous times since the Great Depression, I'm talking numerous, the stock market has basically plummeted. So again, we don't know when it's going to go down. The fact is, if you're getting ready to retire or already retired, there's a good chance in your lifetime that stock market could go down not once, but several times. So you have to know thyself and you have to understand if you're a saver, especially if you're in the second half of life or at halftime, you've got to understand that that money is not real unless it's safeguarded, which we can show you how to do that. Secondly, we don't know anything about taxes. You know, let's go back to that example here. And the person's got $360,000 in their 401k. They're excited. Number one, it's still at risk, so it's not real. Secondly, we don't know what the future taxes are going to be. That money has not been taxed. I call that a tax tumor. You have embedded in your 401k a tumor. It's called taxes, and the government is going to want their money. And the problem is, if you keep delaying taking the money out, this is why many of you should not be maxing out your 401k. All you're doing is feeding the tax tumors, all you're doing there. But if you wait to take the money out, and if those folks in Washington decide to raise taxes in the future, which my prediction is they will, they're going to have to, to figure out how to cover this huge uh, debt and deficit that we're accruing, 
what is the amount of taxes you're going to owe? Anyway, anybody could know that, Aaron? Anybody could forecast that? Nope. So, folks, here's the thing. First tip, get with someone like us and review all of your investments to see what's real, in other words, what's guaranteed, and what's not. And then if you're a saver, this is who we specialize in helping, let us help you set up a game plan, which that's number two, all right? So first of all, you don't even know what's real and what's not real when it comes to your money. Secondly, if you do not have a written, remember goals, written game plan, good luck. The biggest problem I see when people come into me, they, here's what they do. We ask them to bring in their information. By the way, uh, Gina was listening to a radio show recently, and the advisor was basically critical, apparently, of advisors requesting people bring in all their information. And I thought, well, that seems odd. How are you going to do a retirement plan? And, he, and the advisor said, well, what we do generally do on the first appointment, Aaron, we have them come in and we offer them a drink. Now, I don't know if he was talking about <laughs> alcoholic beverage. Like a New Year's Eve drink yeah, or yeah. a regular drink. All right, folks. I mean, first of all, I'm, I'm all about let's get to know each other, but I'm all about business here. I'm assuming if you're going to take time out of your schedule, then I'm going to take time out of mine. I'm a busy person just like you. We're going to get down to business. In order for me to try to help you, I first have to come up with a written game plan. Well, how do I do that? Well, I have to see your information. There's a reason I have to see your tax returns. There's a reason I have to see your brokerage statement so I can figure out the darn fees they're charging you. Uh, there's a reason I have to go through what I call the worry meter to understand what's worrying you and what's not worrying you. And then what I find is, and this is what's interesting, when people bring in their information, the reason I want to see the information, again, folks, I've done this for over 35 years, the, the, a trained retirement specialist has got to see information. If they don't want to see the information, there's a good possibility they don't even know what they're looking for. So when I'm looking at information, that's like my financial x-ray. I've done this so long, I can look at that information and pretty much size up, okay, where are we trying to go? And here's how I'm going to put together this information you have, whether your current annuities, investments, 401k, all that stuff you've got scattered around. Here's how we're going to organize it into a written game plan. And here's the importance of this game plan. What happens is moving forward, if you're a client of Tony Walker Financial, now that we have this proprietary software, this written game plan, if you ever have a change, let's say maybe you've received an inheritance, or let's say you've decided to go on and quit work, or uh, you just want to change investment philosophies, or you're looking at buying life insurance, I don't know, whatever it is, then all we do at our office is pull up your game plan. Does this make sense, Aaron? It'd be like, can you imagine over the years, my wife likes to do Weight Watchers. I'm not endorsing them, but she likes it. You know why she does that? Because they track all of her former weight, and she can go back and see what she weighed at certain periods, and she kind of has a barometer of the past. Well, with all of that past information, she's, she can't remember what she weighed in you know, 2008 or whatever. So she, she mentioned that the other day. She jumped on the scale. She told me what she weighed. She goes, hey, you know what? I think this is what I weighed. And so she remembered. So there was a game plan or something written down that she could monitor. And that's the importance of a game plan. All right, when we come back, we've got a few more tips we've got to cover. Let me get reorganized here. We're going to come back with, let's see, we're going to talk about the cost of money, cash is king, and my favorite mantra for you to feel like you're going to have more control and enjoyment of your money you're listening to The Worry for Retirement. I'm Tony Walker. I'll be right back.
Have you recently retired, been laid off, or offered a pension buyout? Has the company you work for moved, been acquired, or closed its doors forever? And finally, do you have a 401k with a previous employer you'd like to move to safer territory? Then take advantage of this opportunity to move your 401k or lump sum pension to Tony Walker Financial. Let's meet in person to discuss your retirement options. Log on now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com to schedule your free, no obligation appointment. Let us help you today. All right, welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. Let's see, we had five tips. Folks, I probably could give 20 in the essence of time, though. I wanted to give my favorite tips and the ones that keep coming up. So again, we've talked about know thyself, understand which half of life you're in, make sure you're not taking too much risk, know what the real money is and what the funny money is. Then we talked about having a written game plan. Now, number three is understand costs. Uh, I'll use an illustration. You know, costs are really a headwind on your money. The problem with cost is most people don't know how to analyze cost and they don't see the cost. Um, my family and I, me and Susan and my son-in-law and daughter and two grandchildren flew down to Disney. I told you about this, didn't I? Yeah. Normally from Nashville to Orlando, the flight is about an hour and 40 minutes. Okay. We got down there. In fact, even when we hit the runway, I noticed we were flying when we hit the runway. I said, golly, that was a quick flight. It was like an hour and 15 minutes. So we walked on up the runway chute or whatever, you know, into the main terminal there, and we were waiting for Trey. Trey had to get the uh, carriage, uh, what do you call it, the stroller. Yeah. You know how you pack those under? So he was coming back. I said, man, that was a quick flight. And he said, well, I overheard the pilots talking about the flight, how quick it was as they were departing the plane. And the one guy said, yeah, that was a heck of a tailwind. <laughs> So folks, the tailwind pushed that plane down to Florida much faster. Now, I couldn't see the tailwind, but I thought about this. I thought if we had been going north back from Orlando, what we, we'd been up against a what? We'd What's the opposite? We'd been up against a headwind. Headwind, and yeah. we would have probably gotten back to Nashville would probably taken an hour or two hours. I mean, so folks, many of you have these costs or these headwinds on your money, and there's basically four of them, and we can help you as retirement planning specialists understand these costs, and more importantly, minimize the headwinds and try to give you a tailwind on your money. First cost is taxes. Many of you folks have no clue how much taxes you're having to pay now and what you're going to have to pay. So we can help you figure out how to deal with the tax tumor, how to lower your income taxes, whether to take more out now or more later. So we are tax planners. We're not tax preparers. We're not trying to take the place of your accountant. We're trying to look forward and try to deal with the future taxes you're gonna owe on your money and how we can strategically reduce those taxes. Number two is fees. Uh, our Charles Schwab platform charges a whopping eight-tenths of 1%. That's it. There are no ancillary fees. The majority of investments we pick through Schwab have no commissions or no transaction fees. The average money manager is charging twice that amount. That means that twice the amount of money is going out the back door before you get anything. Plus, we service and do everything within our offices. So it's a full-service retirement planning slash investment planning platform. I am a fiduciary. Uh, Charles Schwab is merely the custodian. They do not make any of the decisions. I make all those personally along with my fellow fiduciary, Heather Hughes. So we have all of the personal service right out of our office. It's a great, great platform. Number three, interest. Um, you know, I'm not opposed to debt. There's good debt and bad debt. But folks, if you're not careful, if you're paying a lot of interest out there, I cannot tell you how much money it is costing you. It is 
potentially taking hundreds of thousands of dollars of retirement assets away from you with all this interest. So you've got to get rid of a lot of this high interest debt. And then finally, number four is insurance premiums. And although I'm a big insurance premium advocate, I love life insurance and we gotta have health insurance and annuities are basically insurance premium products, but many of you are paying way too much in premium. So again, that's something we can look at with many of your products is to try to reduce those premiums. So those are the four costs of money. Now let's slide on over to tip number four for the 2020. And as much as people like to talk about the stock market, as much as I love annuities, uh, as much as maybe real estate is in your repertoire, here's the key. This is an old saying. I didn't come up with it, and it still is true. Cash is king. Now, what does that mean? Just like we said about real money versus funny money, a dollar, listen to this, a dollar is not worth anything until it's converted to cash and used. Cash, that's cold, hard, tax-free, after-tax cash that's available to you. So as much as I love annuities, as much as we're comfortable putting money with Charles Schwab, the Charles Schwab account, depending on what we've got it invested in, is our liquid account. But that doesn't mean you should not have money in the bank. And I know banks aren't paying a lot in interest right now, but folks, you've got to have some cash available. You never know what's going to happen. And there's no rule of thumb here. Some people say six months of income, 12 months. I, I don't care. It's different for different people. We can help you figure that out. But never forget that cash is king, and we can help you determine how much cash you really need to have in your overall plan. And finally, this is more of a mantra. I don't know if it's a tip, but it sure is a good tip to go into 2020 because as we've talked about on the show, with 10,000 baby boomers turning 65 each and every day, you all, if you're in that category of a baby boomer, most of you are probably listening to this show, are getting bombarded. I mean bombarded, whether it's TV, radio, internet, mailers for dinner seminars. People know that you've got money. They know you're nearing retirement. And they know they need that money to make money on your money. I'm in the same boat. I'm an advisor. If people don't hand their money over to me, we're not in business. So your job, here's your job is to go into any potential financial transaction, any type of marketing endeavor. Uh, just even listen to this radio show. This, this has a marketing element to it, folks. We are here to tell about our services and hope we can gain your trust so that you may be willing to turn over your money to us for us to handle. It's what someone as a retirement planning specialist does. All right. So as long as we're above board, we're fiduciaries, we're ethical, we're full disclosure, that's what we're trying to do. We would like to have your business. Nothing wrong with that. But here's the mantra. Before you invest money in anything, ask yourself this question, all right? Number one, how much use of this money am I going to have? So let's take a 401k plan. Now, I'm not telling you not to do the 401k, but think about a 401k plan. Let's say you're 45 years of age and you're going to dump every red cent you've got into a 401k plan. That does not satisfy the use test. In fact, your money is now locked away basically for several years. Okay, so the next mantra is flexibility. So before I invest in something, the number one thing I want to know is, am I going to have use of the money? If not, let's go to the next thing. How much flexibility do I have over this investment? Can I make changes? Can I pull money out anytime I want to? Uh, am I going to be stuck in this thing for years? Uh, you know, the stock market, people say, well, that's flexible, Tony. You can sell the stock at any time. Well, yeah, but if the market drops 30 or 40%, 
Uh, is it flexible now? Are you going to sell that at a 30 or 40% loss? Probably not. So number one, how much use do I have of the asset or investment or strategy? Number two, how much flexibility does this strategy or investment give me? And finally, the last thing is just how much control do I have? Am I giving up all of my control with this investment decision or investment strategy, or do I maintain some level of control? Now, quite frankly, it's very hard to do all three with one product. This is why you need a game plan. So what we at Tony Walker Financial are trained to do is not to find the magic bullet for you. There's not one product, quite frankly, that can do all three of these. I've never seen one. I've done this 35 years. But with a game plan, with the right mix of products, with the right expertise, with the right strategy, we can show you how to accomplish this objective of having a game plan that provides use, flexibility, and control. So we're at 2020, you got a choice now. You're listening to this radio show and you might say, well, that was great information, Tony, and I'm gonna ride on down the road and you know, swing in here and get me a Big Mac. I don't know, you, you, or you could say, you know what, this is good stuff, I'm gonna take action. I'm gonna try to get my affairs in order and you're gonna contact us and we're going to talk. It's real simple to do. There's no cost or obligation. All you do is go to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Click on that. Let's get started. TonyWalkerFinancial.com. So again, or just give us a call at 877-499-9255. 877-499-9255. Be happy to talk with you or, of course, meet with you in either our Bowling Green, Louisville, or Lexington, Kentucky offices. Do it now. Make plans. Get, get your affairs in order and let's get a written game plan and get you on the road to a worry-free retirement. Well, I hope you've enjoyed today's program. We do wish you a good new year, but between now and next week, if all else fails, you remember to be worry-free. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do.